You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Ta-da! We're live. Welcome, everybody, hey. to another episode of Tales from the Bar Side. I'm your host, Remy. This is my good friend and co-host, Lauren. Lauren. And this is our buddy, Dave. He runs the studio. Who's the only one that's actually at a bar for Tales from the Bar? Well, I mean, it's my own bar, but yeah. <laughs> It's always good to see friendly faces, and it's good to hang out with you guys on a Monday night, as we always do. Um, so we got some bad news today for our industry friends, and uh, you know they're extending our lockdown. No more, no bars and restaurants. Just up right up until Christmas, a couple days before Christmas. So yeah, so I'm trying to do the math. So it's a 12 day extension, so it lasts through the 19th, or is it 12 days past original? of the ninth and so it's the 21st yeah either way what it's doing is it's it's totally screwing over everybody who was counting on any kind of christmas money for shopping for their kids like i know a lot of bartenders who are single moms i know a lot who are family people and um yeah it's not helping if you're not throwing them any kind of extra money to make up for all the cash that they would have made it's going to make for a really shitty Christmas around here. And I just, you know, wanted to bring it up because while I understand why we're having shutdowns and lockdowns and, and why they think bars and restaurants are, you know, super spreader type places, they haven't come up with a contingency plan for all the people that it's affecting, you know? Sorry, no. Well, and it, I, I got, I don't know if you actually watched it live. Um, I had it on in the background while I was doing other stuff and the audio was so damn terrible. It was like trying to watch and listen to like an old 70s bad kung fu movie. Oh, because the audio just kept cutting out and yeah. you could not hear. <laughs> like it was just, it was just so terrible. You had to kind of figure out what they were saying. Yeah, and it was so like but like re, and even dude and even the closed captions couldn't keep up with it. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. Um but no, so I know they said something about um they'd worked with the legislature to get I believe unemployment benefits extended out through the end of next year um, for people, which, okay, cool. But without that federal kick in, that's not really helping people all that much. Not at all. I mean, it's, it's better than zero, but. Well, the other thing I saw today was that I know that like the extension or whatever, like you have until like this date you can like use it until but it says that all of us are like losing our benefits as of december 26 as of right so that was well so that was um that's an estimated timing i was reading a story about that earlier because i believe the max extension at the time was 30 something weeks maybe 33 maybe 39 can't remember which Mm And so what they're basing that off of is people that started filing in March as soon as the first lockdown hit and have continued all the way through it, the, then that was that's the original cutoff date. That would be 39 weeks. But yeah. I but I believe what she was saying what I believe what she was saying today is that that limit is going away. Okay. <clears throat> well so that I'm makes sense. I have- I have friends who are like on PUA and when they ran out of weeks, they didn't get an automatic extension. Like the, the people I know that have UIA, they didn't get an automatic extension. So it's like, what about those people that didn't qualify for UIA? Then are they getting their, their weeks back? Like, do you get more 
who knows? I mean, that's the sad reality is who the hell knows? Pandemic relief, not just. Could you like put this like just put it on a pamphlet, like explain it like I'm five. Like that's that's what I I think we all need. We don't need PowerPoint presentations. We don't need three different speakers. Just explain it like I'm five and then go. Yeah. Like especially when you're talking about people's lives. But yeah, that's exactly my point. You know, you got people out here. They didn't make their their holiday money through Halloween and Thanksgiving and now Christmas. What are you going to do to take care of them? them? What about people like Lauren who, you know, you were working, making fine money. If it weren't for this pandemic, you'd still be bartending. I still would be too. But you haven't gotten jack shit for unemployment because of the way you're pay was set up in the first place and that's not your fault either. <laughs> see the you way know? my situation was but but you know that's the reality of it and it's like you can just say okay we have to do this emergency measure and keep all these people safe and i get that i'm 100 behind that what are you going to do to take care of the people whose jobs and lives you just you know basically flushing down the toilet like you don't matter well and, and the sad reality is i mean what you're hearing and what i'm reading a lot of is that it seems like and i've said this for months now um, bars and restaurants are taking the brunt of of what's going on, and and they're really, really catching the shit because they have a bad PR problem more than anything else. Um, you know, it's it's you know, yes, you can say because w- w- between the incubation period of you know ten to fourteen days, okay, anybody that's going out at all, odds are good that somewhere within a two week window, they pr- the, one of the, they probably stopped by a bar. Or a restaurant. Yeah. And so, like, if, if they're going to go out, they're going to do things. Odds are good that was one of their decisions. So, yes, anybody that pops positive that has been out, odds are good they can then go back and say, yeah, I was at that restaurant. Yeah, I was at that bar. But are they going to say, yeah, I was at my buddy's house? Yeah, I was right. at, you know, that, you know, this kind of thing. And so sure. that's why bars and restaurants have a PR problem because, I mean, all the stats that are out there. I believe from all the contact tracing that's happened, not that it's been phenomenal, but it's only something like 4.3, of the cases have traced back to a bar or restaurant exposure. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> to me, it just makes sense that any place where you're indoors and people are not wearing masks is where it's getting spread. Whether that's you going over to your friend's house with mm-hmm. like five or six people and nobody's wearing masks or it's at a restaurant, or if it's at church, or I don't care what it is, if there's people congregating in large amounts, or, you know, more than five or 10 or something like that, it just stands to reason that there's Mm -hmm. going to be more chance of catching COVID at a place like that. So my solution is to everybody wear a goddamn mask all the goddamn time, and see if that fucking helps. Like I'm talking about you want to open up your bar or restaurant, fine, everybody can come in, they have to wear a mask the entire time, you take it down to take a sip and you put it back up. You take it down to take a bite of food and you put it back up. But like you can still be open, but everybody has to wear a mask 100% of the time. That's, you know, and well, no the reality one's going to do that. that <clears throat> and that's, that's the sad reality is, yeah, no one's going to do that. But if you go to the casino, because I did, I stopped by the casino one time after COVID hit, and that's how they did it. It was like they were allowing people in there, and it's, you know, it's a big casino and all this money and shit like that. Everybody had a mask on, and you weren't allowed to do anything but pull it down, take a sip, and then put it right back up again. And they had security telling them that. Oof. You want to go out? You want to go party and stuff like that? That's that's how you get Meanwhile, it. hey, go stand in line with eight bajillion other people to buy a three-wick candle for $9, because that's important. Like, so like I said, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the PR issue that I think they have is you have, you know, bars and restaurants are really feeling the heat, but 
malls and stores and Home Depot and Lowe's and, you know, everywhere. Like nobody's and, – and I guess that's that's been my whole issue with this since lockdown one, you know, <laughs> lockdown two, electric boogaloo. But ever, ever yeah. since the – you know, is that it's selective. You know, it is a we're, – we're not taking this – seriously enough and it's a half-assed measure trying to get this done like if you're going to have a lockdown then you have to have a lockdown like it has to be across the board it has to be because otherwise what's the damn point kind of like how it was on the first one it was like yeah there were some places that were still open but there was like super strict measures like I remember we had to go to like the ace hardware to like fix something in my house a gfi or whatever we went to ace hardware and it was like they were like one in, one out, and you had to stand mm-hmm. outside and like wait in a long ass line, mm-hmm. and you went in with the intention of buying something in particular. You know, like not a whole lot of browsing going on. Yeah, <laughs> you go in and look around. Like, no, that's not what's happening. So, and since then, it seems like they figured some things out. They can do a lot of, you know, a lot of stores are now equipped to do the um, pick, you know, doorside pickup and stuff, so you can order your stuff online drive up, pull into a spot, and they, somebody brings it right out to you. I've heard good stories about that. <clears throat> People are getting innovative and creative with how to navigate this thing. And again, my point is, I want everybody to stay safe. I want to get this pandemic under control, but it's also not fair to let certain businesses rake in millions and millions and billions of dollars and others to like lose their ass and starve. And fuck it, yeah, well, and that's the that's the other thing that people are, you know, uh, I guess a lot of people aren't paying attention to is that all of the protections against um, evictions and that sort of stuff also expire at the end yeah. of December. Uh, and so that's a heavy duty, hardcore thing, because now you've got people that haven't been working. God forbid they lose their place to live on top of that, um, because then you're going to have a really, you know, you're going to have a lot of people then going to crash with their friends, going to crash with their families. And now you've got more people packed together and it's it, it just, or or just being homeless. And what the hell? That's the middle of winter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> Good luck with that in the northern climbs. There's not enough room for everybody to move south. Um yeah, it's are, it's a are shit they show. still allowing evictions right now, or is that that's no? But all those protections now. end at the end of December, right? Okay, yeah, it was like yeah. the rest of this year, and that's it. Oh man, that's crazy. I wonder, like, how many people are going to be out? Like, what they think, like, statistically? Oh, they're saying, oh, God, what was it? Um, and this was two months ago. Forty uh, percent of the people that report, or whatever, whoever re- did the reporting on it, um, they said that basically forty percent of people had missed a mortgage or a rent payment across oh the U.S. God. Literally half of us. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, granted, like it, it takes a lot longer to get you kicked out if it's a foreclosure, but still, I mean, that's something else to keep in mind. Well, and it, you know, I was talking to somebody about this too. Is like, you know. If you are a renter, then you have like your renter's record, right? And if you have previous evictions, then basically you're going to be hard pressed to find mm-hmm. a place that's going to rent to you again for the next seven years. So, you know, it's like all these people that are facing eviction, even if you're like super far behind, like even just because they can't evict you right now doesn't mean that they're not going to like do that as quick as possible. Mm-hmm as soon as the first hits, because they're going to get rid of you and try and fill it with somebody else who wants to live there, you know? Yeah, it's uh, it's not good. So <laughs> this is not the fucking jolly holiday special. 
No claymation puppets. No, you know. No. Um, it's funny how, you know, Lauren and I just met like a little over a year ago. And we were both in the industry and kicking ass and having fun and t- taking names and like telling current stories about what is going on in our bar. Like we used to start the show every week with like, how was your week? What was the weekend? Yeah. What was the weekend? Yeah. 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 You won't believe the shit that went down this weekend. Yeah. And here we are, you know, a year later talking about this pandemic still, that's not quite shut down the right way. And, you know, a bunch of people are scared to end up like old Jack here behind me, fucking (laughs) frozen outside, drunk off of fucking uh, sorrow and tears. But, um, you know, People are getting creative too. People are figuring out ways to do little side hustles, and and you know, we joke about OnlyFans a lot. But hey, I mean, <laughs> it's like uh, you can you can go out there and, and help your friends out if you're not in our industry, but you like our show and you know some people that are struggling right now. Have a little uh, have a little Christmas cheer. I just watched Muppet Christmas Carol last night too, so that's got me feeling all kinds. I've of... I've been watching a bunch of Christmas movies. But I mean, specifically that one, Michael Caine as fucking <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh and yeah, like, you know, uh, that was my Tim, that was my so very so first acting Tiny role. Tim. Not Tiny Tim. <laughs> <laughs> um, my very oh, first role in the eighth grade, I was Ebenezer Scrooge. Were you Aww. really? That is excellent. Do you want to know what my eighth grade starring role was? I was uh, Huck Finn in Tom Sawyer. So huh? I was the I was the sidekick in that one. It wasn't my tale. I was just uh, just a, 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 a partial role, but it was fun. And then I got to play the the quintessential black guy in the melodrama, the the dark haired, dark wearing, long black mustache like evil fucking villain in the melodrama play. <laughs> And I come and steal the farmer's daughter away, and I've got a city slicker girlfriend. Like, it was like tired oh, of train tracks, or what? <laughs> I swear, they, I was typecast in that role. <laughs> like, I was just born this way. I can't help it. It was great. I was <clears throat> I was an orphan in Annie in like oh, nice. my sixth grade or something. <laughs> like orphan number seven. It was Kate. Kate, well, you had a name. That's good. You have a speaking role. You had some lines, I'm sure. I had like two lines, yeah. And then a bunch of songs that we sang with Annie. So I got a solo in the melodrama. I had had a bold, bad man I got to sing. I still remember the lyrics to that a little bit. (laughs) I love when that happens. Cool thing about that was my my real-life girlfriend in ninth grade played my girlfriend in the play. So Oh! Yeah. That's sassy. uh, that that was good times, Samantha. Wherever you are, I miss you, baby. <laughs> I miss you, baby. <laughs> she was sweet. Yeah, she was sweet. That's some, that's a little bit of nostalgia there for you. Good are you still friends with her? Do you know? No, no. I never looked her up on Facebook or anything like that. Um, I think I I think the last time I saw her, we were both around twenty one, and she wasn't digging my style anymore. You know, the difference between fourteen and twenty one is oh yeah, pretty big. You know, we were. He- the first heavy petting sessions, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. It's like now, now we're all grown up in college. She was like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> so hey, her loss, you know. I hope she had a happy life. Her loss. <laughs> <laughs> You're just I'm like her loss, though. <laughs> I'm full of myself tonight. What can I say? Well, you know, it's like we had to talk about it because it's what's prevalent in our society. It's what's going on right now. 
And again, mm. I, I, I go on my Facebook feed and I see just like death and destruction and despair. And all my friends from the industry are just like struggling. I'm like, we have to acknowledge it. We've got to bring it up. And we got to figure out a way to, to kind of get past it. Let's, I am uh, really starting to get concerned about like the small businesses and stuff, like everyone that's trying to shut down permanently and Oh my God. It's so stressful for everyone. Well, as of, I believe, I think that it was August. We talked about this. Um, at, in August, 60% of businesses that were closed reported that they were permanently closed. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That makes sense. You shut Damn. the doors because you run out of money and you can't operate. It's hard to well, I mean, this, I mean, I guess, you know, <laughs> sort of shameless plug, uh, you know, a little aside. Uh, so, John, one of the owners from Detroit Shipping Company uh, is is, yeah. is on with us on IT and the D tonight. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about is, you know, the the struggles that, you know, they've had. I mean, let's be let's be honest. That is a bar nightlife crowded venue when it's when it's when this isn't happening um and so they've had to re-engineer everything a couple of different times now um you know just you know but there's no bar nights there's you know there's no djs there's no dancing there's no you know any of that stuff yeah it's just crazy it's just i mean how many of the places inside of it because it's like um set up kind of like a food court yep so there are six restaurants um one of them still has not reopened but that's because it's motor they're based out of windsor um and so they just can't get across um but uh and even still like the other uh i know two of their like because they're open wednesday through sunday currently um and i think two of the restaurants don't open on wednesday and thursday i think they only open friday saturday sunday um so yeah i mean it's (sighs) yeah kind of just like open for two places well but i mean well but it's you know like when we had a we had a whole big conference call um a few weeks ago and and basically i mean the the general consensus from the majority of people was because i mean that was one of the questions they asked was look do we just shut down again you know and and wait and see what because they closed for a while too um you know and the the general consensus was like look let's be real if you close again, you know damn well and good you're not opening again. Like it, I mean, and that's that's the sad reality for a lot of places is a lot of places are not going to survive. And they weren't really struggling when it started. No, and that like, place was crank. So, I mean, it's you know, like you were saying, right. hey, everybody was making good money, life was great. You know, mm-hmm. the place was packed, it was awesome. And then came COVID. And again, right. this it's is just like know, how much it's depleted people. Mm-hmm. This is no fault of their own. They shouldn't be punished for for that. And you know, I I think it all comes down to once everything gets done and COVID isn't uh, as scary anymore, and people are allowed to go out and do things, it's going to look different. It's going to look a lot different. We're not going to be able to do things the same way. No, and I and I think that's the. I think that's the that's one of the the struggles that I've had is is trying to get people's head around the fact that what you thought of as normal is not going to come back, um, you know, and, and that I think I think that you know just kind of getting back to you know the everything's being half assed and people aren't really taking this seriously enough. I, I think the sad reality is people keep trying to implement duct tape stopgap solutions, trying to still desperately cling to or get back to quote unquote normal. And even if they can be open for a couple of hours before they get shut down, they want to do it. Yeah. Which, 
which I knew places that were hoping that we would reopen and they were going to do like a from midnight to 2 a.m. like, you know. Well, and, you know, and the, the, you know, the the funny thing or the sad thing, like I know like they're every time. So, I mean, ever since they've been open, DSC, there's always been at least one visit from somebody from the health department every day that I've been there. Um, Lately, it's been two, maybe three times that they're stopping by. So, I mean, they're keeping an eye on crap like they're like, yeah. But I don't see health inspectors walking through grocery stores all the time. Like, are they as much? Right. I mean, like. Our health ins- is, is health inspector like the new great job to have right now because they're so busy. <laughs> like there's plenty of overtime and you can make lots of money in the healthcare industry. By, hey, you know, it might be. Well, because the way I remember it is like, do you enjoy being a dirty little rat? You too could have. <laughs> exactly. The, the health inspector used to come by what? Twice a year? At, yeah. At the bars that I worked at? Yeah. The and annual like, inspection. And yeah. Right. If you only come to my bar twice a year, you're hitting all these other places. Like you're busy all year round, I'm imagining. But uh, to go and hit up all these places four and five times and a couple times a day, it uh, seems like they're going to need some more manpower for that. So, <clears throat> so what do we do? So you're, you know, you and I both out of work since March. I had another job, luckily. You didn't, but you've just been, you know, juggling and going through savings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But tell tell everybody about your new projects and how <laughs> you're trying to make a little bit of money, Lauren, because it's almost so, Christmas time, guys. I know. Yeah. You know, and I think it's actually like super fun. So um, I have been making what I'm calling well-hung holiday ornaments, and um, they're basically just extremely inappropriate adult-themed ornaments. Oh, yeah. Dude, I told some friends about it today, and they loved the idea. They're like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. I think it's great. I think it's funny. And I'm like, well, tell your friends. I know somebody who's got them. So. I did sell one. You know what my friends. tree needs? <laughs> boobies. That's what my yeah, tree needs. A lot more than boobies. <laughs> it's, it's honestly one of those things where, like, and, and I'm excited because I've got, you know, I'm going to order a couple from you, but I haven't seen them yet. So I'm excited um, to see like how you worked it, how like tasteful or raunchy or. I am I think- sending private messages to people with a video of them. If people are interested, I can't post them on Facebook. I did have a friend buy one and she posted a picture of hers and it was like probably the best side to be showing on social media. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And, yeah, again, you don't like, and it still lasted eight, eight seconds. Like <laughs> so, uh, they're like, that's porn. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I got in a lot of trouble because of that. I was like, sorry, girl. Like, <laughs> so, so that's the thing is like, you, you have to advertise any way you can. And word of mouth is probably going to be good and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so, but yeah, anybody who listens to our podcast that wants to help Lauren out and buy some of her crafty naughtiness. I like that. Like naughty, <laughs> crafty, crafty <laughs> naughtiness is pretty good. Uh, I do have buttons and uh, tree toppers that I'm calling porn stars as well. So take a, take a look at my entire inventory. Shoot me a message. <laughs> I'll send you some pictures and videos and you can pick out which one you want. I'm taking commissions. You know, I mean, you want something more hardcore. I got you. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the different roommates that I've had in my adult life and just like bachelor pads that I've stayed at. And I mean, like, 
yeah, if you had a whole tree decorated with like all these porn stars and yeah, that would be, that would be something that me and my friends would definitely be into and cool. Absolutely. There is a market for this. Please send them our way. Send them our way. Let's have a. Uh, There you go. Actually. So there you go. So you, you actually just tripped it, like triggered an idea for me. So what you do is Lauren is you sell raffle tickets for like 20 bucks each. Which is about the co- which is about the cost of your ornament. Okay. Winner, like so, and then you said it. I mean, obviously, time is short. Today's the seventh, so you've only got X number of days. But like, so you forget to yeah. like do the drawing on like the twenty second or twenty third, and the winner gets like one of those little mini like go Home Depot those little Tree. mini trees decorated with X number of the ornaments. <laughs> oh, I like it. That's a great like idea. <laughs> yeah, it's already That's a great trimmed. idea. Your tree has been trimmed, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Got some Perfect. trim on the tree. That's another good one. Uh, yeah, so we can we can take this. We can go with it. Send us a message. Send Tales from the Bar Side a message or send Lauren a message privately. I'm sure, you know, both of you who are watching tonight, they know how to get a hold of you, right? <laughs> Lauren loves random dudes showing up in her, her DMs talking about dude uh, talking about boobs. Oh yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> I bet I bet I you told you guys how I handle uh unsolicited dick pics. You do, which is amazing. <laughs> that is a well so for any of our listeners who haven't heard it before, tell the story again, please. Yeah, I think that I have, but okay, so what happens is like whenever I get unsolicited dick pics. I save it to a folder, okay? And then when someone sends me a new unsolicited dick pic, I send them every unsolicited dick pic I've ever gotten (laughs) one at a time until they block me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I got all day, baby. Sure, like, I didn't want to see that, and I'm sure you don't want to see this, so let me just go ahead. That is absolutely brilliant. I I freaking love it. Unsolicited dick pics. (laughs) I've never even sent a solicited dick pic. Nobody's ever asked to see a picture of my junk. So, because no one ever does. There's not. Nobody there's never. Been, there not once in the history of time has ever has there ever been a girl just sitting around going, you know what I wish I could get right now, a dick pic. Not a not once. Pic, not right? not once. Not never ever 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 never. Like even if it's really big. Even if it's the even if it's the person you're involved with is gonna look so good that I'm gonna be like, hold on, let me share this with my friend. Right, like, girl, look (laughs) at this. It's a dick. It's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) And they're not that pretty, to be honest. They're not that pretty, and you're like, I can fucking see a million of them anytime I want. (laughs) It's not that exciting. (laughs) I guess guys are more visually stimulated, but guy, you know, guys. Guys, first time we see boobs, we're like, oh, boobs. The nine million times we no. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, see, the, yeah, the exact the opposite is not true. Like, there's there's not a guy on the planet that would be like, oh my, the horror. Some random right. woman sent me a picture of her. Bo- oh, I'm shocked and appalled, and I'm gonna send her every boob pic I've ever gotten. And like, no, that's there, there just doesn't. <laughs> That would be pretty sweet. Way down oh, deep, we're I shallow. Think. We're 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 definitely the least advanced of the species. It's a thing. <laughs> I I think it's the perfect answer though. Like whenever somebody sends you an unsolicited dick pic, you just go into that folder, and I'm like, I you oh, go. you want to see? You want to send dicks? I I can send I've got dicks, dicks for days. 
I got different colors, different shapes, different sizes. Yeah, these pictures were given to me. Like, I I will see you and raise you. No pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you absolutely have every right to. Like, somebody gave me this. I can. This is my property now. You got a watermark on your dick bag, like right? <laughs> a little logo. Do not forward. forward. Not allowed to forward. Does not have my permission. Do not copy. To forward. This is for your eyes only. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> this dick pic will self destruct in five seconds. <laughs> oh, self destructing dick. Pic. they wish. Now, that, now that's an app idea, sir. <laughs> it's Snapchat. <laughs> Get it? Oh, yeah. Snapchat doesn't really delete anything. Let's be clear. That's 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 oh, yeah, that's, that, that's been true forever. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I I don't have Snapchat. Can't. I I actually only just started using Snapchat because my cousins use it and they have like a group chat that I'm part of now. So it's like always blowing up. And like, is it fun? Um, I just I don't really. I don't really post anything ever and I'm sure it is fun. I just don't really post anything ever. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just old. They make fun of me a lot because I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, I tried like, a couple times. I use this snapper dizzle. Like, yeah, no. I, I tried a couple times. I was like, I do not like it. I do but not I get it. But I love TikTok. Yeah, not a lot. <laughs> well, well, because that's people. Wasn't that like, supposed to be gone by now? Videos, right. <laughs> There's a lot of creative videos, a lot of yeah. funny people out there that are like, I can make something funny with this. Like, wasn't yeah. wasn't Trump supposed to have shut that down by now? Like, wasn't yeah, that a thing? What I was wondering like, what? too. Like, wasn't that supposed to be gone already? <laughs> like, wasn't there some big thing about how it's like... Yeah, like someone else was supposed to buy it or it was going to get blocked. Uh, whatever. My thing with it was that I heard it was run by this Chinese software film that, firm right, that right, was like right, right, stealing right. all your info. Well, so which like, is completely accurate. So, yeah, so I was like, I'm not interested in that. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to be part of it. But so I'll see my friends who post their TikTok videos on Facebook because I'm an old man. That's all I know is Facebook. God damn it. Get <laughs> off my lawn. Anyways, I'll see a funny video. I'm like, that's fucking that's pretty funny. Like this TikTok's got something going on here. I like it. Yeah. If it wasn't and it, it is funny. It, and just because you said that it is funny to think how much Facebook has changed in the last decade. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, it's used like to basically, I just watch mini videos on it all day. Mm. Well, and it used to be, you know, you used to have to have a college them. email address to get onto it. Oh yeah. Um, and then it, and then it, all of a sudden, and, oh, I still say one of my favorite, we- my favorite websites of all time was crap. My dad joined Facebook, um, and it <laughs> was, and it was just like great screenshots from like people would submit stuff, just great screenshots of like awkward moments with their parents on Facebook. Oh yeah. And now it's like. It's it is. It's all it's all us. It's all like our age people like bitching about conspiracy theories and arguing about vaccines and fake news and bots and memes. <sighs> yeah. Memes. Well, it's like Instagram. Like dude, Instagram used to be food. Like that's that's all Instagram was. Like it was that was yeah, a, that was now, an, it's all memes. now no, now it's all like Insta models. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, see, I think that's the problem is that, like, I'm not using the app, like, every one of my apps. I'm not using it the way I'm supposed to be using it. I'm just right. like, memes, same. memes, memes, memes. Oh, that's, yeah, same. <laughs> like, same, I'm not same, trying. Same. 
you'll know i rarely ever take a photo of myself and post it on facebook i'm yeah. i don't take selfies i don't like i'm not i don't really actively like check in places or say i'm watching something or i'm reading something i don't do that i don't do any of that yeah. stuff i'm like meme meme <laughs> Maybe something funny that I noticed that happened. Mean. Yeah. Out of my way. I'm here for the memes. But do you create your own memes? I do. Yeah. I do. I have my own meme. Yeah. So there you go. You're all in. I like sharing the funny stuff with my friends that I see on it and laugh. I like getting a laugh. You know, a couple times a day I smile and laugh. And then the rest of my feed is filled with like all my positivity peeps like i'm just in a whole circle of people that are all about love and good vibes and spreading love and so it's quite a pleasant experience most of the time see okay Um, it's pleasant for me because i'm part of a bunch of like roasting groups and like you know i mean like just people totally just like totally roasting each other all the time and i'm like that's pretty positive stuff to watch i like that so I, I guess ra- random aside. Speaking of um, spreading love and positivity, uh, did you did you catch the story about the swingers convention in New Orleans? No. That that and, and and how funny is it that a swingers convention is now a super spreader event? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so yeah, someone someone hosted a, um, a a swingers convention in New Orleans uh, about three weeks ago now. Uh, yeah, and they've traced. I think it was sixty four cases uh, back to it so far, including three people that are tubed in the hospital. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I've got questions. I was gonna say, and 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 Remy, you were just sitting there saying, "Oh, but if everyone would just wear a mask, dude." <laughs> It's like I was talking. A friend of mine was like, "Oh my god! I, like a lot of people are suddenly pregnant on my feed, and what the hell?" And I'm like, "Dude, we can't even get people to wear masks. You think they're wearing condoms? Like what the hell?" Right. <laughs> right. What the hell? Oh my god, that is insane. Okay. But yeah, so yeah, swingers convention, New Orleans. That's it sounds a- like it was hosted by like some of those like cootie catcher people that are like wanting to get stuff like they get, get off on like no apparently this is a this is a it's an actual company that like apparently that I, I guess runs these events nationwide um and 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 they just decided that they they they'd had enough of not being around their swinger buds and uh and then so and then so they 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 picked New Orleans and uh, things happen in New Orleans so. Super spreading things. Which, I, yeah, the irony of a swingers convention being a super spreader event. <laughs> I, I couldn't, yeah. I love that. That's super My inner 11-year-old giggled for a good two, three minutes about that. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. So I, I yeah, I'm, I, I am, and I guess just to double back on the whole COVID thing, like, so, and the, the extension, like, I, th- I think one of the things that people may have missed, um, because I, I do, I think one of the things that's driving people the most insane here is the continual cycle of last minute updates. The, you know, cause this was supposed to expire Wednesday. Well, here we are on Monday. Nope, not expiring off. So yeah, whatever plans you had, change them, whatever, you know, if you thought you were going back to work, no, you're not. Uh, if you thought you were reopening your place, no, you're not. Um, and so that's a real struggle. And, and the thing is, is that even, and they even said in the Q and A after, um, that, three weeks isn't going to be the end of this like this you know even even at that point even even at that point even assuming 
that a miracle happens and 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 you know rates have gone down and and all that kind of stuff because God and I do I think it's <laughs> I think it's amazing everybody loves to mock Detroit Detroit sitting at like I think seven percent positivity rates whereas like Oakland County's at seventeen Macomb is at eighteen pushing nineteen um, you know you've got like one in five people now. Um, and it, it's just, it, you know, so even if a miracle happens and all that stuff drops, there's still going to be a phased approach um, towards reopening when, when they get to the end of that. So, I mean, you know, the 21st isn't going to be a magical date where shit just reopens at that point. No. And so, yeah, yeah. It's a nightmare. And it's our own damn fault. It's, you know. We're, we're <laughs> we didn't listen. Well, <laughs> oh, okay, Although, I know. I didn't get I it and spread it to anybody, so right. I'm, I'm not to toot my own horn. I'm just saying, like, I know that like my friend's cosmetology school is uh, staying is like opening because you're allowed like trades and stuff are allowed to open as long as you're performing services like on people, which is like weird to me because I'm like, if you're so if you can. If you, you're increasing this possible exposure and spread, and you, you can open in class learning. <laughs> so you just want them to go and like work in the salon and and possibly like contract this because of all of the like strangers. It's literally to the public, open to the public, you know. Yeah. But you can't be in class with the people that you're on the floor with. You know, like I can't be in class with them and and be learning something without having the the public available. But it's crazy. It's crazy to think that there's places that are going to open. It's crazy to think that even like elementary schools and stuff being open. But I guess their rates aren't as high as like, uh, you know, colleges and high schools. Well, but so and that's one of the weird. So that's I fact I was just dealing with another school board meeting before I got you guys up and running. Um the weird thing is, so no, like we we don't. The, well, I guess I should say we don't know yet, because I mean, let's be real. Like the first thing we did was shut down the schools, and like in in my school district, the like K through eight stayed closed as well as high schools, but they've now said right. they're they're, they're going to bring K through eight back starting Wednesday, um, because the health order didn't explicitly prohibit it. Okay, fine, exactly. but but the reality is, you're talking about eight days. Like from a very, from just a pure practical, logical perspective, you're talking about increasing the risk exponentially for a grand total of eight days. Cause then it's, it, it's eight school days and then they're on Christmas break or winter break or whatever the hell they call it these days. So right. for eight days, just after Thanksgiving, and cause like that was, I was listening to Fred earlier and that was his thing is like, you know, the spikes we're seeing now are actually from Halloween. We haven't seen us, we haven't seen the spikes start to hit from Thanksgiving yet. Um, and so for, you know, eight days just after Thanksgiving with all of that shit going on, you are going to exponentially increase. Cause that's, you know, cause the, what they know is that, okay, yeah, kids generally healthy. And so they're not likely to become super ill from it directly, but they are absolutely carriers and asymptomatic spreaders. Um, and so, so for those eight days, you're going to have all those kids back in school, bringing it back home just in time for the holidays, rolling into Christmas where everybody's going to want to go see grandma and grandpa and everybody's going to want to see the cousins and everybody's going to want to see this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, 
it's just interesting to know that they're going back to school in literally next Monday. And then it's like, that's not even the 12 days because I guess after Wednesday or whatever, trade schools and vocational schools mm-hmm. and stuff can open again. And it's like, I just don't see how that would be possible. I don't see how that would be logical to open them, you know, to the public like that. There's not a whole lot of, I'm convinced there's not a whole lot of logic being used. There's a lot of, because every one of these school board meetings that I've, that I've sat in on and, and paid attention to, it is a lot of um, basically parents that have realized finally what they've gotten themselves into by having children. Um, and so it's a lot of crying, super emotional people that that don't know how to deal with their kids. Like they don't know how to you know, handle them being home. And, and don't, and don't get me wrong. Like I understand there are people with significant challenges, like, you know, you know, stay like single moms, you know, or single dads, whoever, you know, that suddenly have to have their schedules upended because of this nonsense. And and they don't work in an industry that allows them to be flexible and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. There are problems, but by and large, the people that I'm hearing whining the most on these meetings, I know for a fact are like stay at home, suburban wine moms. Like that's right. Like you, what? What else you got? Like what? You just don't like the fact you don't like the fact that the school isn't acting like a babysitter, a daycare. Yep, and right. I, and that's yeah. the sad reality is that somewhere along the way, school yeah. became daycare, and that's very very real. Like, you, sorry, you don't like interacting with your kids, and you pay. You know, it's like you send them off to school for somebody else to do it. But well, and, and like well, I love the people being upset if they like have to if they can't work because they have to stay home with their kids. And like I said, oh, I absolutely get that. But like the you know, oh, you know, my kid said he can't figure this out. I'm like, bitch, your your kid <laughs> plays Fortnite with my kid. And I know damn well and good they figured out that entire game in 18 seconds, and what they can't figure out, they watch a goddamn YouTube video to figure out, and they got it figured out in four minutes. Your kid can figure it out. They're playing you. (laughs) Because there there ain't a damn piece of technology that my 11-year-old can't figure out. Like He learned very early on that that shit wasn't going to fly with me. He's like, Dad, I can't figure it out. I'm like, I, I looked him dead in the eye, and I went, kid. Look, I've seen you play Fortnite. I've seen you play everything else. I've watched you on these games. I've and he's all about TikTok. I'm like, I've watched you figure this shit out. Yeah. And no, like you, you I can. Ab- figure yeah, you can absolutely figure this out. Go sit down. Right. <laughs> That's the thing that was like, the kids will seriously be like, I don't know how to do this, and then like parents will do the entire like, oh, I don't know how to show them how to do it, and it's just like. <laughs> Listen, your kid is telling you that they don't know how to do multiplication. You know how to do multiplication. It, like, teach your kid how to do it. It might not be the way that they're trying to teach that because, I, dude, I had this. doesn't matter. Do they get Exactly. I had this conversation with a couple, of, a couple of teachers that I'm friends with. I was like, all right, look, we need to have real talk right now. Like, this shit way, that this new way that you're teaching, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm not, and at my age, I'm not taking the time to learn it. So I will teach them how to do things the way that I know how to do it and get and they were like, dude, this year we we really don't give a shit this year. Like maybe next year we'll write. But like this. No, as long as long as they're getting to the answer and we can see that they got to the answer. The cool. (laughs) Right. And again, I think I think that's part of the thing is, you know, you have to be. 
you have to be flexible. Like you have to be nimble. You have to, you know, I was fed a, had a conversation uh, with, you know, my daughter. She's 13 and, and she was one of those kids, you know, she's one of those kids that's like really excited about getting back into school to see her friend, like she, you know, to see her friends and all that kind of stuff. And I said, okay. I'm like, you know, Sam, you know, you've heard me talk about this before that, you know, life really comes down to choices a lot. And this is one of those times, like, you know, I, I think you I said, you've heard me talk about how Fred, you know, the guy on our show has said, well, if you want to have like GM and Ford open making cars, well, then you can't have sports. You can't have sports stadiums packed like you have to make choices. Yeah. And I said, so you have because what they did is they gave like so they're planning on still opening up schools on Wednesday, but they basically shot out a note and said, hey, but if you want to keep your kids home for the next eight days while things are still getting figured out, no big deal. Cool. Um, and I said, so what you need to figure out, and I'm like, and, and I'm genuinely asking for your input, like, you know, to you is going back to school for those eight days worth balanced out against, you know what? Your grandmother just got out of surgery not too long ago. She's not doing all that great with recovery. So are those eight days worth of school worth not seeing her at Christmas? Because that's probably the trade off. Yeah. My mom's point was, I'm not going to see anybody this year because it might mean that I don't get to see anybody else ever again. Like, <laughs> I'm willing to give up a year or even two of my life of not seeing the people that I love and not hugging them and not being around them so that I can be here for the future. Well, and that was I think that was the that was the crux of Whitmer today. Uh, I mean, that's right. basically a lot of what she was saying today was, guys, look, I get it. It sucks. But. But. If we do this now, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's short-term pain, long-term gain. You know, yeah, okay, do you want to just have this continue ad infinitum, or do you want to get through this shit, and the next year can be normal, hopefully? It's almost like it's going to. Uh, you know, it's time for a shot, guys, I think. <laughs> we all need to raise. We need to raise a glass. Whee! To the healthcare workers. Dude, for real. Get the front lines. Uh, well, and all the, the teachers, bartenders, and bar servers, and owners that are not going to have a good Christmas, I salute you as well. And well, yeah, and all the you. teachers that are getting roped back into dealing with kids face to face again. Yep. To anybody yeah. who's putting their life on the line. Exactly, and that's okay. So that's the other thing too. Is I was going to say, like, my parents are very, very, very like you know, we do Thanksgiving and Christmas every year at their house. We care. We do like a. Um, like a kind of like a family reunion every year on Christmas Eve. It's the only day of the year that I see a lot of my family, unless we have like a wedding in the family or something like that. And we're not doing any of that. I didn't go to my dad's house for Thanksgiving. I have zero plans to go to my dad's house for Christmas for my birthday. I saw him a week later and I had to meet him outside and, you Uh. know, wave and they put, my gift down and I pick it up. And you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, did you, uh, the last time I saw my mom was last Christmas, you know, right. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen her. Did you see now. SNL this week by any chance? No, dude. No, it pulled up on my Hulu today. Oh, I watched oh it. so in it, so the cold open is absolutely phenomenal. Um, the Eminem spoof is ridiculously amazing, especially <laughs> since, that. especially that since he shows up in it. Um, oh my God, yes. but there was a great, there was one of the skits they did was 
making the call with your parents. And it was like, it was like people our age or like younger or whatever, um, that were like FaceTiming or Zooming or whatever with their parents, basically saying, Hey, I'm, I'm not coming home for Christmas. And like the moms laying enormous guilt trips on them, um, and like and going through. Oh well, you know if you, you know, so I guess you don't love us anymore. You know, here's your christening gown. I guess I'll just go ahead and light that on fire. Here's the <laughs> since nothing matters Perfect. to you anymore. It's so good. Perfect. <laughs> That's hilarious. I have to watch that. That's so good. It literally pulled up today on my Hulu. It was like, watch SNL. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need to, like, watch that and put it off so long. And now here I am. Could have watched it. Could have, should have. Well, and the cold open was all, it's all about Michigan. It's all about, like, you know, Giuliani and, and the crazy-ass witnesses that he brought here. So it's yeah. it's so it's so good. The, are we talking about the, the drunk on Franzia girl? Dude. Who apparently has a uh, a record? Um, I don't know if you caught that story. So apparently she um, was sending videos of her and some guy having sex to the guy's ex girlfriend, and try, yeah, like yeah. apparently deliberately she's trying to push those, her over the she's edge. One of those she's one. She's one. She's that kind of crazy. Like she's <laughs> like legitimately crazy. Yeah, like not like fun for a weekend in a hotel. Crazy. No, Is she's gonna burn your house down. Witness? Yeah, that I, was I the just... start with. I look at it at this point as like they're just trying to keep a sideshow going for whatever I mean, reason. You know what I, I mean? It's like it, it doesn't even matter. I volunteered to work election day. I <clears throat> totally did work election day along with my cousin with me, and no one asked me for any kind of like background no, check like, or like you know what I mean. So they're yeah. like, here's our star witness, and they're like, you're literally the U.S. government. You can't fucking like. <laughs> Can like ask a couple questions. Well, I mean, clear, right. I mean, if they're not even doing it for cabinet positions, why would they do it for you know? <laughs> exactly, you're absolutely right. It would be funny, except for it's the people who've been in charge for the last couple of years, and right? It's kind of scary, you know. It's like, it's, oh yeah, it's not a joke anymore, guys. Like, it's not funny. Fucking, just get the hell out. You're like, you're like those fucking. You're like those family members that come over and stay for a while, and then they stay for a little <laughs> while longer, and then a little while longer. And you're oh like, my God, are these motherfuckers ever going to leave? You're like, they're family. I can't kick them out. Well, yes. Uh, kind of like that. <sighs> I don't know, man. That, I, I wish I had answers out. to all this shit. I don't, you know. But I we know. get together every week, and we drink, and we laugh about it. Hopefully, we gave everybody some laughs tonight, and... and spark some creative ideas in them and hopefully we get some business for you like i want to see you sell some of this porn that you've got i know on the, trees. the christmas danglers is that we call it the christmas danglers a well christmas tree? danglers um oh yeah here comes santa claus here comes santa claus <laughs> i mean no, it's yeah. definitely they're not very expensive uh i you know they kind of range in price so message me let me know if you want some, if you want pictures or videos, I can send them, not just you, but anyone listening, you can, you can message us on the Tales from the Bar Side Facebook. I get those messages. Absolutely. We'll answer those. If Remy sees it first, he'll send it to me. It's no biggie. You can send it there. Totally. Or if you're friends with me on actual Facebook, which I welcome you guys to be friends with me on real Facebook, For real. then, um, you know, message me there too. That's totally fine. 
Yeah, don't be a frozen stiff like my buddy Jack here. All right? Exactly. Yeah. I don't have a website yet. It's really hard. It's hard to make it a is. website for porn. Honestly, I was like, I was thinking of doing an Etsy for like photography instead of a website. Like Etsy, Etsy yeah, seems like the way to go. Went to go do Etsy, and it was like, make sure you cover all the naughty bits. And I was like, it's all naughty bits. Right. I don't know how to. You got to make tiny little mini tassels and like little. You know little what you should do is. Hat. You know what you should do is order like a bunch of like little fish stickers and then put put fish on their little lady bits and then put tassels on their nipples. Uh, that would make it even funny. But like stickers, so uh, once you get it, you can yeah, peel you can it off. Yeah, you can take them off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're laughing over and everything, so. That's I don't know. Who else should we do a shot for? I feel like doing another shot. We got to do a shot for, listen, all you single mom bartenders out there. I feel your pain. Like I, We're this fucking, dads. this is breaking my goddamn single heart parents. that you're not allowed to be open. It is. Exactly. It's breaking my goddamn heart that you're not allowed to be open and that they're not taking care of you. I know you want to be open. I know you want to work. I'd come and see you if you were open, but cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you guys. Cheers to everybody struggling and to the people that aren't anybody that wears the mask. I don't care if you're struggling or not. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Wear your goddamn mask. Hey, that $50 Devo, that $50 (laughs) Devo face shield is looking kind of like a steal right now, Dave. I mean, it's not terrible, but I still, I really kind of want one. I still can't figure out how to keep my glasses from fogging up as it is. So I can't even imagine dealing with a mask. Yeah. Like a big shield. I, yeah, yeah, I don't like a, know. I yeah, th- I think I'm. I think I'm about to go that route, though. I think I'm about to get the face shield because I wear a mask all the time when I'm in public. But I don't think it's enough. I think I think a mask and a face shield at the same I time. I think that's what I'm going to do. Too. See, if I go that route, dude, screw it. I'm just get. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'll just get a hazmat suit. Like I. I will find one somewhere. Like it's. Did at- you see? Did you see the one that like rests on your shoulder and looks all like action and comfy? And oh yeah. Shit and like. Oh yeah. Shield, like super expensive. Well, I like mean, four or five months ago. Four or five months ago, there was a company out there basically marketing what looked like, um, God, I like two thousand one a space odyssey astronaut suits but like a little bit a little bit more body fitted that they were billing as well this is what you're going to need to go to concerts coming at like what 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 (laughs) Uh, you know can you imagine being in a mosh pit with one of those things on there could you imagine as a girl (laughs) being getting your ass grabbed by some fucking drunk douchebag you wouldn't even notice it you can't even feel it i was like yeah you wouldn't even notice it it'd be it'd be phenomenal Perfect. Oh man! Well, <laughs> I, I think we should end on a high note tonight. Like, it's, agreed. It's, it's been a bit of a downer. It's been a bit of a bummer. Just know that we're all with you guys out there. We fucking love you, and I hope you come back next week. Yeah, Rah. come back next week. <laughs>